0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. You uh, that are not here in your house, wherever, wherever you are, I want to welcome you, family and friends, both near... Uh, and fire. it's just a blessing uh to be able to be together uh today. you know Paul said in the Bible many times he was in jail, and he said, "Well, I'm not personally present with you, he said, but my spirit is with you, meaning my heart's there with you, you're in my thoughts, you're in my prayers, and we thank god that uh um that that's a very real and a tangible thing, isn't it? You know many, many times people will say. Boy, I've, I just felt that people were praying for me. And I want you to know that you're prayed for uh, each and every day uh, by Jesus, but also uh, by people here on the earth that would know and love you. And even when it feels like you're all alone and there's no one else that knows, I'll tell you, God knows. He'll call somebody in New Zealand uh, to pray uh, for you. And... Uh, Or in Newfoundland, Canada, to pray for you. Praise the Lord. Well, let's uh, look at the Word of God today. And I want to um, bring you a message of hope. You know, this is a happy and a hopeful uh, time of year. Uh, we see 2020 coming to a close and look eagerly towards 2021 with expectancy, hoping for better times and for better days, um, and we pray for that, don't we? You know, today I, I'm really praying for, uh, along the the scriptural lines, so we usually read it, but I pray this over uh, you and myself and over those that are listening uh, and watching us uh, today uh, for a seeing, for a revelation by the revelator, the great and wonderful Holy Spirit of God uh, showing us what it is that is our inheritance, what God wants us to have, what God wants to do uh, for our life. And that. The God of peace, as Pastor Sandy uh, prayed, as he grants peace, that would, also, that, that would fill us with joy and hope in our believing of God. And all of our believing should end in receiving, for receiving begins with believing, and believing is a choice. You know, even though uh, that uh, this is really supposed to be a happy and a hopeful time of year, yet this is also, for many, a most difficult time, uh, for many uh, around us. And we'll miss it if we're not sensitive to those around us who suffer uh, in silence. They may put on a good face, um, and on the outside, they while they may seem Happy, but on the inside, they're hurting. I want to speak today for those that are here, and here we come to the really the summit, the of the of this mighty mountain of twenty twenty. Boy, it has been a climb, hasn't it? Um, and you know, the walking with God is this way: is that is that we'll. We'll, we'll come to the, the summit, the, the close, the culmination, the climax, if you will, of a place and a space uh, with God, a mountaintop, if you will, uh, where uh, what's been done is done, where, where we've been, we've been, what it is, it is, and we look, we stand in a place unique that we look back and we can look over, but also that we look forward. And this walking with God is this way: the mountaintop, then we enter into twenty twenty one, and and it's down into the valley of twenty twenty one, where all the fruit is grown, where where that mountaintop of experience, of experience with God plays out in a walking out and a working out of every day of the of the new year. Which, we may get glimpses of glory from afar off, but, you know, uh, the details are discovered in the doings. I said the details. If you're going to walk with God, you realize that he'll give you glimpses of big generalities. From this mountain, you'll see the other mountain that he's pointed to. But in between the two mountains, see, 2020 and the climax, by this time next year, what will life look like? What will life Be what will you become uh, in 2021? See, Uh, we need to realize this, that the details are discovered in the daily doings. Many times we, we want all of the details up front. It doesn't work that way. That's not the walk of faith. The details are discovered in the daily doings. So I want to speak to those that are... Here with us during this time and this day today, that uh, perhaps that you're looking back and you're looking around and and uh, feeling at very bet at the very best, you don't feel like that you've gained any ground. Uh, at the worst, perhaps you feel like that you've lost ground uh, this year. You know, with the finish line drawing near of another year and the starting gate of a new year is near us, it's, for many, they feel fatigued, they're fighting, have been fighting, round after round, and you know, uh, it tends to pile up on us sometimes. It's not just what's happened this year, but perhaps all the years before, where I've been, what I've come through, what I've had to face, that I carry with me. To where I am right now, and I want to talk today specifically uh, to you that are battling depression. You know the uh, it it it's polar opposites, isn't it? That at perhaps what should be the most joyful and hopeful uh, and expectant time of year that uh, even. Natural statistics show us that suicides um, increase during this time of year, and many times in that uh, people, there are people that suffer in silence. It comes as such a surprise uh, because we're good at putting on a happy face, aren't we? But I know that um, that the Lord gave me this message for this time and this place today and for those that are near and those that are far. But we're battling depression. You know, the, the definition of depression is to be low in spirit, to be flattened down, pressed down under the pressure, suffering from social and economic hardship. I like the last one. It says, sunk below the surrounding levels or, or the regions. Sunk below the surroundings. Perhaps we're surrounded with all of these good things, but we're in a low place. And we're, we're sunk below the surroundings. I want you to know that God sees and God knows, and this is God's message. It's for you, and it's specific for you today that God has a word for you today. I want to look at a couple of references in the Bible of real people. You know, these were, uh, a lot of times people think that this is just a, a storybook. Well, it's a book that's full of stories of real people. That, And we want to go to Genesis 15. And this is Abraham. He's called the friend of God. He's also called the father of the faith or our faith he was an example of a believer and here in verse uh, one um and it says this a verse of uh, chapter 15 after these things now abraham had just come through uh, a battle let me give you the background on that battle it was uh you know lot uh who abraham felt very responsible for uh, yet he wasn't responsible for Lot. Lot had to choose his own, quote, Lot in life, and he did, you know. Uh, but that landed Lot, you know, uh, square in the midst of some trouble, and Abraham, uh, you know, had to come to the rescue in that, and God wrought a mighty deliverance. But it was a battle nonetheless, and, you know, is after those things, after you've battled, uh, you know, and uh, been through a battle, um, and uh, it wasn't it it, it, it wasn't just uh, any old battle. He was battling for his family. Lot was his family at that time. Now Abraham brought Lot because Abraham with him because Abraham had no children of his own. He was his brother's child. Abraham was like a father to Lot, and any good father would come to the rescue and the del- for the deliverance of uh, family, would he not? Amen. Uh, So it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am your shield, your abundant compensation, and your reward shall be exceedingly great. Well, God doesn't mince words. God knows exactly where we are, and he'll put his, his finger on Uh, the crack in our heart, and he starts the conversation, he says, fear not. So Abram was in fear. You know, uh, a lot of times, you know, and what would that fear specifically be? Well, Abraham goes down to let us in on that. He says, Lord God, what can you give me since I am going on from this world childless? See, Lot was a reminder, I'm childless. And Lot's chosen to go down there and live by Sodom and Gomorrah, and look what kind of trouble that brought him and me. You ever been in things where you go, man? Here we go again. Same old, same old. All the old fears, all the old disappointments, all the old discouragement just compiling in because we're in a low, we're in a of a low spirit and in a low place in our life and it doesn't really catch us off guard but you know uh the the fence is down so to speak we're not built up we're not strong and you know uh when uh when faith is not strong fear has a place then doesn't it and so abram says look he says what can you give me he said since I am going on from this world childless, and he who shall be the owner and heir of my house is this steward, Eliezer of Damascus. Now he's putting his hope on, he said, I don't even have a relative. Lot was my closest relative. I, I, he was like a son to me. But man, he's down there. He's just out there. Okay. And to be honest with you, you know, I mean, uh, I'm kinda sick of having to deal with all of that. Well, anybody ever been there? And so now he he says, Well, I'm looking around here and it seems to me he said I'm gonna have to leave everything to my servant. And it says and 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 it was a question mark there. He said, he said, <laughs> What can you give me? We started out this thing. you made a promise, and I would have thought by now, surely by now, I thought it was Lot. that didn't work out. I thought you know uh i now i'm now I'm looking around trying to. Think of the air. How Have you ever tried to figure out how God's going to do what God said he would do? And got depressed over it. I mean, because, because you couldn't see it. You, you couldn't figure it out. It didn't happen the way you... Or when and how... And so the questions come, and then we get over into that, the questioning. Then all of a sudden, you know, now we're not in faith, we're in doubt. And boy, fear's, not, fear's bringing up the rear of doubt, isn't that right? Doesn't take very long to get slip and slide down that slippery slope. And it says, and then Abraham continued. He didn't, he didn't uh, uh, end with a question. He says, look, just look. Let's just look at how things really are, God. I know what you said, but look at the reality that we've got going on here. Look around. He says, "You have given me no child." I'm not asking anymore. I'm telling you, you haven't done what you said you would do, and now I'm going to have to have a servant is going to be the heir. <laughs> Isn't it, isn't it funny that, that uh it doesn't take long to slip from asking God to telling God? Now, this is the father of our faith. He is he is he is called the friend of God. He is called the example uh, for us to follow in believing God. Now, listen, my point is, and he's battling depression. He it says and the word of the Lord and behold, I like that word, behold. You know, it, it it's kind of a religious word, but it means stop, look into this. You need to you need to stay here until you see something. And he's saying this look. The word of the Lord came to him saying, This man shall not be your heir, but he who shall come from your own body shall be your heir. God repeats himself. He said, now listen, I'm still going to say the same thing. I'm still, nothing has changed from my side. It might, you may not see it, you're seeing it from your side. You're telling me to look, but I'm telling you, I'm not changing my mind. I haven't, uh, There's no time expiration on this promise. This is an eternal promise. Because I'm doing... I have an eternal covenant with you, and I'm doing uh, an eternal thing here. Now, it says, And he brought him outside his tent. See, Abraham was in his tent. Have Have you ever been and he was depressed why cuz he's looking at the same thing he you know there's no baby crib in there there ain't no toddler toys strewn all around it's been a while i mean you know god i picked up my i picked up my own self my my woman all the servants i brought lot too i i know all right i'll give you that you told me not to but i did it anyway See, Abraham had a tendency we can see from his history to try to add to it a little bit. He, he, he. Abraham will help God out just in case. (laughs) Just in case. Now, see, maybe, maybe God will work it out this way. You don't believe me now, do you? I mean, in a little while, you know. uh, See, you know, Sandy and I get where. Pretty much, we we think and and act and say the same things. After a while, uh, we have the same perspective uh, of things. You know, a lot of differences there still. But that we've learned that that helps us uh, to be better. But you know, there are times that she can she can finish my sentence. I can I can uh, finish hers. I can tell you how she's gonna. I can tell you by the way she looks what's gonna happen next sometime. Amen, you know. uh, Man, I know how to duck when stuff goes to... Anyway, uh, but Abram's, you know, look, I've done all. I moved, I've obeyed, I've done, I have believed you, but I'm telling you, look. You need to take a good hard look, God. Because what I'm seeing in my tent, in my surroundings, in my current position and condition, ain't happening. And he's down about it. But you know God doesn't dismiss us when we're down. He's not disgusted with us. I, I, I thank God that God showed up in his low place. God showed up when he was low. God showed up when everything was pressing in on top of him. God showed up when the man was battling with depression. See, because God knows this, that if you can't be beat on the inside, see, you can't be beat on the outside. But here's a man that's being beaten on the inside. The most dangerous thing is to suffer in silence to the place to where you're being beaten on the inside and you just give up all hope on the inside and I'll tell you what that's where God specializes is coming it says the word of the lord came to him first in a vision Don't be afraid, Abraham. I'm going to take care of you. Your reward is going to be great for obeying me. Not perfectly, but obeying me. You are here where I told you to be. No, it hasn't worked out. There's been some twists and turns. You've had a couple of curveballs, son. Okay? But don't you give up on me because I haven't given up on you. God will come into your situation. See, a lot of times we think these heroes of faith, they had it all together. It stayed together. It was just a tiptoe through the tulips. You know, tiptoe. through. Anyway, that's not true. Struggled, battling. And boy, I'll tell you what now. There's not just... Abram Abram and his seed, there's a there's a Isaac, then there's a Jacob, then there are twelve sons of Israel. Are you listening? And to Moses and on and on and on, all the way to Jesus, all the way to you. Because if Abraham had given up, you and I would not be heirs according to the promise that was given to Abram and his seed. You know, you don't know how many and how much is riding on you not giving up. So God comes to him. Oh, I'll tell you, I thank God. I thank God in the midnight hour. In the darkest of the dark. When it could go one way or the other. Where it culminates at midnight. And you have the worst of the worst of the old. But but your hope is that you're looking that when the hand moves that we're headed into a new day. And the sun will come up in the morning and things will be better. Oh, God let Abram have his say. And then he said, Behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying the same thing. I have not changed my mind. Don't you change yours. But God had to bring him outside of his tent. God had to get him out. And you know, you know, God, sometimes, I believe this, that God sent me here today, and that God's saying he's going to bring you out of this depression. Out of this low spot, out of this low spirit, out of out of you being in a place sunken below your surroundings. You know God will lift your life. So he brought him outside, and the Bible says this brought him outside his tent into the starlight and said, Now look now towards the heavens. Look now towards the heavens. He, the Lord, the great I Am, brought him out. Look towards the heaven. And what was God saying in that? Hope, believe, trust. He said, now look towards the heavens and count the stars if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to righteousness. And it says, he Abram believed in, trusted, relied on, remained steadfast to the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness or right standing with God. You know, right, righteousness or right standing with God is believing God, is choosing God. I want to turn over here to Romans, the fourth chapter, unless this slips by us. Because I, the one thing about the spirit of fear, and uh, and this, and the battle with depression is it's very dismissive of well, that was Abraham, but now this is you. See, that was him. This is this is you. But Abraham chose. And the one thing that you have going for you when everything else is going against you is that you still can choose. You can choose it what you're looking at and who you're looking to. You can choose the words that will frame your world. And the word of God is not limited to your happy self And a single song on a Sunday. Or to a fleeting moment. Are you listening? No, the word of God is sent to us. The Bible says in Psalms 107 over and over and over again to deliver us. To heal us. To rescue us. The word of God. This word is coming to you today. And it is a delivering anointing on it as a breakout and a breakthrough anointing on it, it as the ability to paint a new picture. See, when things seemed the smallest and se- things seemed the most hopeless for him, look what God did. God said, I'm gonna, I am going to take this and this is going to be a turning point for you and we're not going to have to be in this conversation again cuz i'm going to i'm going to while while you, while the devil is trying to contract you he goes i'm going to expand you he said while he's trying to keep you in your tent Keep you in your own, you know, familiarity and how it's always been and what you're looking at now, what you've always seen. He said, I'm going to bring you out of that. I'm going to take you out of that. I'm going to bring you out of this depression, see, this low spot where you're low in spirit. And I'm going to bring you out and I'm going to help you to look towards the heavens. Look towards what... Look towards where I live. And I dwell. And the, the greatest picture uh, of God that he could give Abraham. He said, look at all these stars. I call every one of them by name. I made and purpose and set them in their place. Every last one of them. And they obeyed me. And I did it with a word. I spoke. And they came into existence. I flung it into existence with the with the word of my power. And you look at the sand of the seashore. I want to I want to give you a picture. Can you count either one of them? Can you count them? Can you count them Abraham? He said that's how many your descendants are going to be. Well, I'm going to tell you what now. I mean you talk about a rope of hope, you talk about a picture. I mean, it says, it says, and it says this, and Abraham believed. Not because he saw a baby in a crib in that tent. That tent was still empty. There was no crib, no baby. There were no toddler toys all over the sand floor. But God had painted a picture. God had, had supernaturally seeded a hope with a word with a word, with just a promise. He said, I'm going to expand on this promise. He said, I'm not just going to make you a father. I'm going to make you the father of many nations, and I'm going to show you, look at the sky. Look at what I'm trying to show you. It's bigger than you know. It's bigger than you can comprehend. You can't count everything. How much? The measure that I'm going to do for you. Oh, honey, this... Tells me that when I'm at my lowest, God's about to bring me into my highest place. When I'm at my lowest, I have the choice that I can believe God in the highest measures and the highest dimensions. When I, when, 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 when it's hard to hear God, when all of that, you know, God can get it to you. Don't you think he looked silly? When he went dancing back in there and said, Sarah, Wake up girl. I got to show you something. Say so what are you talking about old man? You were in the mulligrubs grubs when I went to bed. I'd had enough of you, yo grump. Old grumpy ugly miserable self. Talking about how you ain't got no can't see no look around. You're talking, you know, I mean, you know last I knew you I had to go to bed because you were affecting my faith. You were depressed and it was getting on me. I was sinking down in your hopelessness. So why are you waking me up? Come out here, girl. I heard God. Come out here. I got something to show you because God gave me a new picture for our life. Oh come on now! Something about believing God—you can't just keep it to yourself. You know, Jesus told a lot of people. He said, "Now hush up! Don't tell nobody." I mean, there are songs written, there are sermons been preached through years. Said, "I got to tell somebody." You know, when God tells you something, you know it's God, and you heard from God. You saw something. Can't nobody talk you out of it, and can't nothing stop it anymore. All of a sudden. You got a brand new, you got a vision. You got a word picture. You got a reality now. You got a truth that you can tie that rope around you and nothing and no one can stop you. Let me talk you. See, see a lot of times, you know, we're like Abraham. We 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 run faith out as far as we can, but we live by too much sight. Too affected by what we see, what we feel, how things are. I'll tell you, God isn't in the low place. And he'll come to the low place. Amen. To get you. But he ain't going to leave you like he found you. Romans, the fourth chapter. It says this in verse number 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations He was appointed our Father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks to the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Oh, I could stop and preach a little while there. You, you are about to walk into the days in 2021 and discover in your pursuit of God and your drawing near to God who you really are. See, Abram was not a childless, fatherless, having to settle man depressed in a tent, he forgot so quickly that God has said, I have made you the father of many nations. He said, look, you ain't made nothing here. Understand? We ain't got nothing here. What I'm looking at, nothing, no thing, no baby. Understand? God says, you come out here and you look at what I see. You look at what I'm making of you. You get a picture on the inside of you, son. That when the pressure comes on the outside, you're not going to cave in anymore. I'm about to give you a victory over depression that you ain't going to be this way no more. We're not going to have this same conversation that we've had to have over and over and over again. I'm about to show you something. More importantly, I'm about to show you someone I am and this is who you are. Glory to God. Believe the God who calls those things that are not seen, felt, experienced. Listen, in your world, in your reality, yet, as though they already are. You know why? Because they already are where God is. God says, I made this, I foretold it, I, fore, I promised it before the foundations of the world. I designed you, the real you, who you are in Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, who you really are. Oh, God help us to see who we really are in you. It says this, for Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become. It might not be right now, but I'm in the becoming. I'm in the process, and I'm making progress. Every night when Abraham, before he went to bed, I'm sure he peeked his eyes out and took another look. Yep. Yep. The God who made those stars said he made me the father of many nations, and that's how many my descendants can be. I have to keep looking at the vision God set in front of me before I have to go lay back down in what I see right now. He hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's dead and womb. No unbelief, no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly questioning Concerned the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God, fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep His word and to do what He has promised. That wh- is why His faith was credited him as righteousness or right standing with God. Now listen, this was a turning point for him. Up and up until now, see. He'd been, uh, he'd been tempted and tested and tried to doubt, to be discouraged, to be depressed. One translation says this: "Against all odds, when everything was hopeless, all human reason for hope being gone." We're, we're not when we're talking about god's plan for your life we're not talking about what you can do for you we're not talking about your own ability who you are just naturally who you were who you were born to what they said about you what they spoke over you uh, uh, all of the people of your life that that uh that colored your life and cultured your life uh, that that caused your life to you to have a worldview of you the way that you are right now. We're talking about God here. We're talking about the God who sees the you He created you to be. The God He made, the one that He made you to be. That you might not even have, you know, you might, like Abraham, well, I, I I thought I knew. I believe that we're in a movement and in a moment right now with God. I want to read this, and then we'll finish real quickly. Can you stay with me just a few more minutes? In Romans, the fourth chapter. I want to read it out of the message Bible. It says this, we call Abraham father not because he got God's attention by living like a saint. Because he never doubted. Because he never struggled. Because he was never depressed. Because he never faced hopelessness or discouragement. See? But he got God's attention because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Nobody. Isn't And, you know, the devil will tell you that, well, who do you think you are to believe such things about your own self, that God could use you, that God would do something that great or grand for you? Who do you think you are? Well, you know, Aunt Susie was a saint, and she never dared to believe anything as foolish as that. You know, faith looks foolish to people. Faith looks foolish to folks. Are you listening? Have you ever noticed that all the crows want you to want want you to? Uh, I drove I drove down to the farm this morning, and it was a heavy fog, and I noticed it was all the crows, call call birds, all uh, all the ravens. They were lined up on the uh, they were lined up on the on the telefo- on the cable lines. Grounded. You know, I'm just driving, trying to see, trying to pay attention, you know. But God will show you things. (laughs) And I noticed them, you know, four or five of them sitting on the thing. And the Lord said, you know, the eagles aren't grounded by the fog. He said, they just fly up above it. They're just up above all this. He said, but the crows are grounded. (laughs) Because they can't see they think it's a, it's becomes the fog and the haze just becomes a ceiling for them they're not made to fly high oh honey you got to come up a little higher and you're believing are you listening one of the faces of jesus there there one is a human face the other one is, a, a, is an is a ox and one of them uh and, and one of them the back the one that faces back is the eagle. Amen? Let me read this just a little further. Because you really are somebody. You're a somebody that God wanted and God desired and God designed and that God's going to use greatly, greater than you can imagine. Give you people for your life. Do it matter whether God can bring you out this day? Whether God's word can deliver you this day? Whether you'll come outside of what you've been looking at and let God paint a new picture for you? Does it matter? Yes, it does. You don't know how many people are attached to your life that are in the future. That if you give up in your now, that future will never be. You don't know. Why do you think you're battled so? The battle is so strong. The battle is so hard against you or against your children or against your family or against your business or against your ministry, against your relationship. Why? It's not about where you are, it's about where you're headed to. It's not about what is right now, it's about what you're becoming. It's about what God is going to do. You know, God, you know, when we struggle. Uh, in looking at the past and, 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 and are floundering in uh, in the present. God has a future. He wants to show us the future. It says this. It says, Abraham was first named father, then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life. Listen. With a word, make something out of nothing. I'm giving you some keys here today now. With a word, God can start something out of what seems like nothing. Abraham was looking around and says, nothing. I don't see nothing. God says, oh, I'm up to something. I said, I'm up to something. I'm up to something. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway. I I want to encourage you today, hope anyway believe anyway don't take out your pen and write down the dreams write down the wish list write down the hope for get ridiculous with it get like pastor sandy absolute i mean off the charts i mean crazy faith kind of stuff i just believe god wants to do this god's gonna do this i go woman you talking crazy She but i've learned agree with her just agree with her I said, just agree with it. I mean, we were in Vermont, and you know, it was hard, hard. It was tough sledding. That's another story. But anyway, you know, uh, where we come from here, rent was three times what it was. We paid, what, 250 350 and went up there $750 for a junk play. I mean, you know, just nothing to. Be proud of what so ever. And you wonder how you ever, you know, we had, we had, God had blessed us with a little starter home here. We'd sold that and, you know, off we went following God. You give up houses or lands or or family or people or anything like that, you will be rewarded, not just in heaven, but here. And you know, but but I'll tell you, it looked like how in the world? We're just barely, you know, we're just barely scraping by here. And, uh, you know, how are we going to get a house? But we wanted the house. You know, we wanted the house. And one had come up, you know, our landlords had, had offered us thing, but it was too much of a stress. We could uh, uh, stretch, and we both of us just said, you know, much as we want a house. It was beautiful. It had a swimming pool. I mean, just, you know, mm, nice house. And uh, they said, we can make this happen. And it was like, no, that's just not. God for us, you know. Well, it went on a little while longer and uh, uh, I was down at work and this fellow came and he said, why haven't you and uh, uh, Sandy bought a house yet? And I said, well, there's this little thing called money. And uh, uh, and this guy had a house for sale. He's a Christian brother. He didn't go to our church, but he went somewhere. He said, uh, why don't you come by and look at our house? I said, well, you know, he said, now, come, come on, come on by. So we went on by, and, and of course, Sandy looked at and she goes, uh, you know, she goes, that's that's uh, that's not my dream house. So we had to deal with her, God had to deal with her, he actually gave her a dream, told her, he said, no, but it's a step in the right direction. And so, uh, uh, here's another one, they go, we can make this happen. They said, they said, we're going to, uh, we're going to help you get in this house, and series of things happened in uh, the thing. They literally gave us a down payment. Amen. And God arranged it where we could f- uh, finance. And then listen, when we, uh, and, and but Sandy used to say this. She said, I just believe that we're going to get in the house and that she said, and it's going to be half of what we're having to pay for rent. And I said, you know, <laughs> you, it costs more to own than it do to owe, honey. Well, that house had a an apartment, a studio apartment in the garage, and we rented that out, and our pay, <laughs> it just it happened with crazy faith kind of stuff. First to get a house and then to have it less than. And when we sold that house, listen, we felt led, uh, you know, uh, it was right next to the airport, and we felt led one time to just go, and we went, you have to go through zoning and stuff up there, and we felt led to uh, go and apply for a uh, uh, a permit to, uh, it was a whole acre land. So we felt led to do that to split off a lot on the thing. And we went. All we did was apply for it. Never really followed through the thing. When we went to sell that property to the airport, because the airport was buying up property, listen, they counted that. They said, well, we see here that, you, you you, know, the city planner has said that you had applied for a lot. This is like two lots. They paid us for our house and that lot, We got double what we normally would have got. When God can make things happen. When it's just crazy kind of stuff. Now listen, that did wonders for us spiritually, but it was a natural thing. It was a natural thing. Amen? Write down. If it seemed like there's no way, you know, it ain't going to happen, da-da-da-da-da, you know, where you're concerned, I don't care. Write it down anyway. Get a little crazy with God. You know God is crazy sometimes. Now, let me finish reading this here. It says, see, it says, with the word, he makes something out of nothing when everything's hopeless. He believed anyway, deciding not to live on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. You can decide to live on the basis of what you cannot do, and are you listening? And live at that level and that measure, or you can decide to live at deciding to live in the measure of what God said he would do did God say he would take good care of you did God say he would do more for you than you could ever do for yourself did God say that if it's impossible with you don't worry it's still possible with God it's possible to him that believes God did God promise you houses lands Did God promise you people for your life that there would be people from every nation, every tribe, every kindred, every tongue in heaven because of your witness of him? Because you believing him in your little tent right now? You coming out of that and believing a big God in a bigger way? Did God promise you and I all of that? Did God promise Abraham, and you're in on that promise, that he was going to bless you? And that when he blessed you, that through you all the families of the earth that are attached to you along your tribe and your lineage, are you listening, that God would make you a blessing and all the families of the earth, as many families as you would believe him for, would be blessed because of you being blessed? And being a blessing? Did God promise you that? Did God promise you that you would be the head and not the tail? Did God promise you that one day you would come into the place where you would be lending to many nations? You'd be giving, sowing seed for the preaching and the propagation of the gospel all over the world. Whatever one you wanted to give to, you were able to give to. You would have no need to be borrowing from anyone, but you would be lending to everyone that you wanted to. You and God decide that. Did God promise you all of that? Did God promise you that he would bless you and make you plenteous in goods? Oh, can you think of some goods for your life? Wouldn't it be good if you owned your own home? Wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it be good if the biggest bill you had in your, in your budget was to give to the nations of the world? Wouldn't it be great? Did God promise you to bless your storehouses? Your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your blessing accounts. I recommend you start an account somewhere. You could do it for just a little bit. That's the blessing account. Amen. That's what God, you, God, and believe God to fill it up. He said He'd bless your storehouses. You'd have an abundance, a plenteous, make you plenteous in goods, the Bible says. Did God promise you? Oh, honey, I walk down. God promised to bless my cattle, bless my flocks, bless my herds, bless the good land. Give the rain on the land when I need it. God promised all those things. God promised, are you listening, that, that he would bless the people. Amen. I believe you're a blessed people. I'm not just hearing this stuff for me. We're hearing it for you, too. Come on, let's believe God anyway. Even if it seems like, boy, that's just unbelievable. I'm not going to argue with you. I'll throw my agreement in you. Oh, that sounds like God. That looks like God. You go, well, uh, you know, you know, the thought will come. I know that that uh, when you share your vision sometimes that those that have been around the, they've been around the religious track, you know, the route, and they'll look at you like kind of like, you know, and who are you? Well, you're just a nobody, but this God do. There's a song that says, do what you are famous for. Taking nobodies and making them somebodies. Taking, working with nothing and making something out of it. Oh, my goodness sakes alive. Oh, he hoped. Anyhow, he believed anyway. He believed. One translation says he believed God. He believed what God had spoken, just a word from God. And he had a new vision and new pictures because there were new words and new works of God. And and I want to encourage you today. Abraham hoped against the hopelessness. Hoped against the hopelessness. Maybe you're listening today here uh, in the house or by social media. Listen, I'm calling you today. The shepherd... The Bible says, "Go through the gate." And he calls his own sheep by name. Last week, we called the hopeless and the helpless. This week, I'm calling the discouraged. Yeah, you. God wants, the, God wants you. You're the very one He's been looking for. You're the one that can glorify, that can glorify God. This is what glorifies God. Is when, is when what happens that we cannot do for ourselves, but we know that God did it. But God, but God. I want you to come outside of the past and the present because God wants to show you your future, a new picture of a new position and a condition for you. That starts with being born again. Let me ask you, have you, tr- have you dared to believe God? Have you dared to give your life to God? And to trust him and to follow him. Let me encourage you today. Come on out of that. That you've always been in. You can be the first. You can be the, you can be the generation one. Where it begins with you. And every generation from them. Your children and your children's children from there. It's not going to be like it's always been. I don't care what runs in your family. I'll tell you what runs in your new family. The blessing of God. You, being, you becoming a blessing. Well, we're just a bunch of nobodies. Well, I'll tell you with God, you're a somebody. Somebody that Jesus died for. Let's pray this prayer. Jesus, come into my life. It seems hopeless. It looks dark. It seems so small. But Lord, my hope is in you. I want to trust you. I want to believe. Help me believe right now. I choose you, Jesus. I choose you. I know you chose me. Now I choose you. Change me. Transform me. Let me become everything that you want me to be. And I'll glorify your name. I will tell the world of the great things that you have done. And I thank you for it. I call you my Lord. I call you my Savior. You are my Master. I am yours, and you are mine. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, it's a simple thing. I'll tell you, the simplicity of it is in a moment's time, in just a blink of an eye, you've been translated out of one kingdom and into uh, the kingdom of his dear son. You now belong to God. Welcome to the family. Listen, if we can help you in any way, shape, or form we want to, you can contact us through social media, come by the church Uh all these many different ways, and we'll be as much of a blessing as we can be to you. Until the next time, thank you very much. We look forward to being with you again. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.